Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. How are you doing, Mark? Good, good. Good. We've got a, a uh, interesting uh, study here uh, from the New England Journal of Medicine. It deals with a non-super ultra quaternary problem. It's sort of a, a primary care problem, which is probably why you chose it. Uh, listeners will know that the rates of sexually transmitted infections in many places across our country are at record-breaking levels, particularly syphilis. And of course, sexually transmitted disease rates are not the kind of things that we seek to, to break. The good news is that often sexually transmitted infections can be prevented, and when they're prevented, this reduces both morbidity and, and serious complications. To help standardize our practices uh, and perhaps reduce things like uh, antimicrobial resistance, the CDC publishes treatment guidelines for STIs. They, they change you know, slightly uh, every couple of years, basically uh, based on research and, and patterns of antimicrobial risk resistance. These guidelines can be found on the web. The CDC also has a, a pretty fabulous user-friendly app that you can download, and not surprisingly, it's free. Mark, you found a recent government-funded randomized control trial that was mentioned uh, and published in the New England Journal of Medicine. It raises an interesting question, which is whether post-exposure prophylaxis with doxycycline can reduce the incidence of STIs. Specifically, they were looking at chlamydia, uh, gonorrhea, and syphilis. So the, the idea is pretty clever. This New England Journal of Medicine looks only at high-risk people who are those who are disproportionately impacted by sexually transmitted infections, such as men who have sex with men and transgender women. But if this works, this could be a very helpful tool in our box. Mark, what did they find? Yeah, this was a great study and uh, an important uh, problem. And uh, they found 501 men who have sex with men and transgender women. It was mostly men who have sex with men. And they were either using PrEP, uh, about two-thirds, or they were living with HIV, about a third. Uh, the median age was 38 years. Uh, it was a moderately diverse group. 7% were Black, 11% uh, Asian Pacific Islander, 15% uh, multiracial. Um, this was an especially high-risk group. They had all had a diagnosis of an STI in the past year, 68% with gonorrhea, 58% with chlamydia, 20% with syphilis, 43% had two or more STIs in the past year. So this is a particularly high-risk group. That kind of makes sense from a study design perspective. You're going to be able to do uh, more likely to see a benefit when you have a higher risk group like this. So the patients were randomized in a two to one ratio to get either doxycycline 200 milligrams or placebo. Uh, they advised the participants to take the medicine within 24 hours of intercourse of condomless sexual uh, encounter uh, and no more than 72 hours. So ideally within 24 hours. Uh, the groups looked the same at the baseline and uh, analysis was by intention to treat. They tested everyone in the study quarterly for all three STIs. And they also asked them uh, every three months about any diagnoses at other clinics or any, any other known diagnoses of STIs. After nine months, the intervention group had a significantly lower likelihood of any STI at a quarterly visit. And this was true for both those 
who were in the study because they were using PrEP, so 10.7 or let's say 11 versus 32%, so big a reduction, uh, or the group living with HIV, again, 12 versus 31%. So about a 20% absolute reduction in both groups, number needed to treat of only five. Uh, the reduction was consistent across all three of the STIs. Now, one of the downsides is there was some indication that there might be more uh, resistance developing to doxy in the treatment group uh, in both the gonorrhea and staph cultures. Um, this, I think, requires further study. There are implications for uh, resistance developing for lower risk patients, for other types of infections. And um, so I think that's something that needs some further study. But this is a large benefit. It, it's, it goes from about 30% to having an infection each quarter to 10%. That's a big reduction. Um, and so a very important study. People said that they, you know, 90% said they thought the doxy was acceptable or very acceptable. And 86% said they always or often took the doxycycline as, as recommended. So bottom line, uh, for men who have sex with men and transgender women who are at high risk for sexually transmitted infections, dosing with doxycycline 200 milligrams within 24 hours um, is highly effective. Uh, number needed to treat a five. Yeah, um, amazing. I don't know what it's like on the East Coast, but on the West Coast, uh, we still have pharmacies that are having a hard time securing uh, something as, as basic as doxycycline. I guess it's there have been some shortages. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's true across a lot of different you know classes of medications. This was in a, a high-risk group of patients. The study uh, results were uh, incredibly impressive. We talk about a lot of stuff that has number needed to treats in the hundreds, this is five. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I can't think of a poem that we've done with, with that sort of benefit recently. Uh, but I'm wondering, what do you think of extrapolating this to other groups? For example, you know, people that exchange sex um, for uh, money or drugs or income or something, high-risk group of people, or is there any reason to think that they wouldn't benefit? No, I think there's, they likely would. In It's sort of a very general principle that in general, the relative risk reduction of, of a benefit is consistent across risk groups. So whether so it's high risk, low risk, in this case, you see a 67% relative reduction, right? It goes from 30 to 10%. So if instead it's going from 6% to 2%, so someone who's higher risk than average, but still not as high as this group, 6 to 2 you know, that's an NNT of 25, which is still pretty good, right? And, you know, so... Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, you could get down, I think you could make a reasonable argument. Okay, let's say 3% reduces it to 1%. That's an NNT of 50. That's still not bad, right? No, no. So I think you could, it wouldn't be unreasonable, you know, given the, you know, safety. Not on the other, you know, there are the issues around uh, antibiotic resistance and, and overuse and all that, but. Um, Thanks. Really uh, important study. Thanks for pointing that out to us. We'll, we'll talk to you again in a week. Okay, sounds good. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. 